0: Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for the week of Friday, April 9th, 2021. I'm your host, Markers Ness, and today I'll be talking about Say No More, Project Winter, Animal Doctor, Die With Glory, Squad Killer, and C-14 Dating. Bingo! I got a bingo! Well, there's not a in bingo, so that joke did not work at all it would be, what, B14, but it sounds the same, right? C, B, 14, uh, whatever. Anywho, before I get to all that, and before I get to the before I get to, I just went to Etsy because I was looking at this little fidget thing that I'm thinking about picking up because I want something that is small, that I can just fidget with, and you know what? People frown against me fidgeting with my dick, which is small, but of course, you know, you fidget with that in public and people are like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh God, oh God. But <laughs> when I went to Etsy, the homepage, and they have, if you've gone there, I don't know if they do this all the time, but the top row is their picks for you. And they have six images. They have six products that they think I would really, really be into. And then below that I've recently viewed, recently favored. But I'm here to talk about the picks for me and What I don't understand is that the first and the sixth pick are both of Donkey Kong with his back to me with one arm raised, pointing his index finger to the sky being like, no, 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 no. And then his big brown ass in my face. One of them is like a painting or some kind of illustration. And then one is like a figure that I think is sitting on a roll of tape. And it's like, no 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 no, you ain't getting none of this big ass. And I'm like, what the fuck? I like why do these exist? That's the wrong question. Of course, everything exists, and everything will always exist. But why does Etsy think I want this? I don't know what in my viewing history would lead Etsy to believe this. I looked at some retro things. I was looking at a bunch of like shadow box-esque displays of old classic scenes from 8-bit and 16-bit games. There was like a Turtles in Time one. I was thinking about getting at some point and a really cool Contra one. Not Contra Rampage. Why did I say Contra? Contra's on the brain. There was a Contra one, but I think that's just like a generic mass market one that I saw on Amazon. But I don't understand why this butt is in my face. I should click on them. Like which one should I do? I mean the 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 illustration is way more egregious. Pre-order oh it's a pre-order pre-order Donkey Kong once naked booty edition 3D mousepad oh it's a mousepad so those those ass cheeks are 3D and I could just feel all up in them. When did Donkey Kong turn into an anime character? Jesus Christ! Donkey Kong you may spank it once figure what is there something going on about spanking donkey kong right now is that like a current thing or is that an old thing is there something about donkey kong's Badonka donkey <laughs> what is this shit i don't understand it like this is a this is like a, a shit color brown too man i don't i don't get it i don't understand it get out of my face but All of that nonsense out of the way. I have been doing some spring cleaning, which is always really nice. It's scary, of course, because getting rid of things is always scary. You'll think to yourself after you do it, did I make the right decision? I, I think I actually want to get those things back. And now it's too late. If I want to get them, I'm going to have to pay a fortune online to get it all back. But ultimately, when you let everything settle, you usually feel pretty good about your decisions. It's only years down the line when you're like, man, I shouldn't have sold that copy of whatever stadium events. I can't think of anything more original than just that. But yeah, in the moment, you're like, yeah, it, it was still the right decision because I got rid of it because I was either not using it or it's just taking up way too much space or whatever. So I've been doing that and that's been pretty good. And then I've been cleaning up my office space just a little bit. It's already pretty clean. I'm a pretty organized person, but for the longest time, I just had my XLR cable for my microphone dangling somewhat off. I had like a few bits of drafting tape to keep it somewhat attached to the boom arm but I finally ordered myself some of those thin Velcro straps or just rolls of the Velcro strap that you can cut and make into your own little things. And I now have it positioned right up against the boom arm so it's nice and tidy, which is very pleasant. And it's somewhat stress-relieving to not, just not have this annoying wire dangling a little bit. And then I've been setting things up for when I eventually dabble with streaming and the biggest purchase for that is something that i got not so much for streaming though i can and will utilize it for streaming but more so to make capturing easier and more convenient and give myself a few more options is the stream deck from elgato which is a little device that come in three different sizes i got the mid-size one that is a bunch of buttons Uh, depends on the one you get. I think the smallest one has six buttons. This one has 18 buttons. No, 15 buttons. And then the large one has I don't know how many buttons. 15 seems very fine because you can create a bunch of different layouts for it and just switch between them very easily. But the way it works is that you have these buttons and you can customize the image and it looks pretty nice. And you can have these for Specific application actions. So, with the Elgato software or OBS or a handful of other ones, or you can have them open up web pages, applications themselves, or soundboards. I'm going to create just for myself, though, if I do get into streaming, it would be great for that because I just love these sound clips. I have begun construction on <laughs> a JoJo soundboard where I'll have a bunch of. Mostly Joseph Josar, mostly old Joseph Josar saying all his wonderful lines like, oh my God. I don't know if you'll be able to hear this because it's coming through the speaker away from the mic, but this is the only one I've set up so far. And I'm using the image directly from the clip of him saying it. Oh Oh, he's very excited. He's very excited. And yeah, the thing for me though, why I wanted to get this and I've been looking at it for a while is to just make capturing more convenient. So I have a button to start and stop recording of whatever I'm playing. I have a handful of flashback buttons for capturing the last minute of gameplay, the last five minutes of gameplay, etc. I can open the software itself using the device. I can turn my mic on and off. I can start streaming with the device and I can change the scene. I can turn the scene on and off so that my camera will show up because I did move my camera to a place where I'd feel more comfortable using it and having it turn on because I just think really you need to use your camera unless you're already established. If you're not an established streamer, I think people are much less likely to stick around if they can't see you and can't get a grasp of you because they're there more so for you, the person streaming, than whatever you're streaming in ninety nine percent of the time. I, I would assume I'm not really well versed in streaming culture at all. So who knows how this will go in terms of me streaming. But I have moved my setup around a little bit and and gotten some things in a way so that I can have it positioned that it'll show the left side of my face. Because I'm body dysmorphic. I hate the way it look. I it is an issue but it's not that big of an issue really but I don't like myself being on camera however if that should happen I would much rather it be the left side of my face than the front of my face or the right side of my face because I just feel more comfortable with that part of my face I think it looks the least ugly of all the parts of my face so I have all that set up so I can do that and yeah Attack the Backlog, I've got two episodes that are in the final stages of production, the first tree and Dark Void, and then after that, I can start playing some new stuff. And I think one of them might be, finally, since I'm rewatching the show and I'm about 200 episodes in now, is Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. So that might be what I end up streaming, because I think that could be fun for a streaming game, in part because... If you don't know, if you haven't been listening to the show, you then don't care, really. But Unamazingly Baka has ended for the time being, maybe forever, who knows. But I thought what could be a fun alternative to that is for me to, when I'm streaming, have my friend, Justin, who was my co-host on Unamazingly Baka, have him jump in when I'm streaming to moderate the chat if people end up showing up and want to converse and engage with the stream so that i don't have to focus on it myself if people have questions or whatever and at the same time we can talk about anime like we like to do while i'm playing this anime ass game so that we're not talking about anime while i'm playing the last of us part two or some shit like that so that it's more in theme with the game i'm playing so that could be a fun thing to do I'm, i'm just working out how all that would be set up in terms of getting all the audio right so that people can hear everything, but yeah, I also created a sound clip of me saying, "Ah, sausage, Why? Just because I could. Uh, so that's another button on my steam deck, my stream deck. Because why not? Anywho, that's enough of that nonsense. So let's get on to what I've been playing, starting with say no more." which is say no exclamation point more. So it's basically telling you, the player, to say no more. Don't say yes all the time. Don't be a pushover. Don't let people walk all over you. Say no for yourself. Stick up for yourself. Say no more. And I think this is a great message for people. Just stick up for yourself and say no when you don't want to do something. Don't just always say yes, yes, yes. Say no. And so the game starts off with you playing as whoever you want to be. You create your character, you customize your look and you are a very timid person who can't even say anything at the very beginning. You just kind of go, uh, mm, uh, you just make noises, but you don't say anything either way. You can't even say yes. You just say nothing. And you come across this Walkman essentially and a cassette in it and it has this crazy over-the-top exercise type of dude who's very loud and he teaches you the way of the no and the power of the no. Because everyone's just kind of walking all over you. You started this new job and your best buddy made this lunchbox for you. Not the lunchbox. He made the lunch for you and he got you the lunchbox. Maybe the lunchbox was his childhood lunchbox. I can't remember that much. But your supervisor takes your lunch box because I just remembered when I was saying lunchbox that one of my really good friends goes by lunch box and I was like oh oh I would be upset if someone took that lunchbox away from me and I could no longer talk with my buddy so I I get what this person is feeling and, and not wanting to let that happen anywho the supervisor takes your lunchbox away from you and you have to get it back you get this cassette, you get the power of no, and so you're going through this office space, people keep coming up to you, interrupting you, getting in the way of you, trying to get to the supervisor, and you just press a single button to say no, and it may sound incredibly simple in OneNote, and that's kind of the problem. It is, even though it does try and spice things up and give you additional ways to say no, I don't know if y'all will remember, but I think this game was first announced and revealed around April Fool's Day last year or so. I I feel like it was around April Fool's Day because it felt like an April Fool's joke. It felt like a joke of a game where you're just going around saying all the time. And I was surprised when I found out that it was a real game, whenever that was. And there's a lot to like about it. I think it looks really good. It has a very blocky aesthetic, sort of like Minecraft, but with much more charm and personality, and it just looks better. The animations are much more lively. The facial animations give the characters a lot of personality and life to them. It has a surprisingly vibrant and colorful color palette, and it's really pleasant to look at. I really like the look at it. It makes it stand out and gives it this unique look, and I think the writing overall is pretty funny. I I found the majority of my hour with it. I played through the first four chapters to be relatively funny. However, the gameplay is just really really basic. You will come across certain employees, enemies, whatever you want to call them, who require you to hit them with a really powerful no. You can hold in the button to do a powerful no. But that's about as complicated as it has gotten so far. Despite the fact that it has introduced quite a few additional mechanics. So over the course of the first four chapters, it introduces multiple ways of saying no. So initially, all you can do is say a really heated no. A really like yeah, harsh no. And after that, you get a cold no. So it's like a no. You get like a lazy no. Eh, whatever it is. And then in addition to that you can use these modifiers to try and humiliate the person before you say no to them to weaken them i guess and you can laugh at them you can nod to make them think you are actually going to say yes and then there's one other one that i have but the problem with all of these new abilities is that you look at them and you think to yourself and like i said there's a superpower no so there's a bar that fills when you're doing all these things and it allows you to as long as you don't overshoot it to do a super powerful no that can push people through doors walls fling them off cliffs that are like 100 feet high it's really crazy it's over the top it one ups itself as you keep playing more and more which is cool but again gameplay wise it's just not there and the biggest problem for me is that while it's introducing all of these new mechanics kind of these modifiers these These new ways of saying no and everything. There's not really a use case for them. They're really just there for you to make the experience different for you, I guess, to maybe make the experience funnier. If you're like, oh, this situation, I'd really like to use this no, or I'd like to use that no. But as far as I could tell in my hour with the game, it really doesn't matter which no you use with pretty much everyone. Some of them, like I said, might require a more powerful no, but it doesn't matter if that's a powerful cold no, hot no, lazy no. It doesn't matter. And that was a real bummer for me because when I was getting all these different things, I was expecting there to be some kind of rock, paper, scissors mechanic in the game where I would have to use the lazy no for this type of interaction. And I would have to use the laugh first to weaken this type of person and then hit them with a cold no and for there to be some kind of strategy there but it just seems like it's no 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 and that can't not get incredibly tedious and repetitive as you keep playing more and more and more i think this game probably would benefit from Playing it in really small chunks. So just doing a chapter at a time and then taking a break and returning to it whenever. But not playing it in long sessions. Because it just got more and more frustrating and boring as I kept playing in a single sitting. I, I think that does the game a disservice. But it does have, like I said, a lot of charm and personality. I think it is overall pretty funny. I love the look of it. I like the concept of it. I just think they didn't go at least as far as I've played the, the the first hour or so, the first four chapters. It doesn't seem like it's going anywhere gameplay-wise in terms of adding to the complexity of it or even just adding any kind of complexity to it at all. It just is no, 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 no. No, 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 no. And that's fun for a little while, but I want more. I want to say no, but I also want more. I don't want to just say no more. I want to say no, and then I also want more. So the game is true in that it's just say no more, but I wish the game was say no exclamation point, comma, want more. I wish that was the game I was playing and not just say no more. But it's it's not bad. I, I think, like I said, it's worth checking out if the whole idea sounds interesting to you. It is very fun and unique in its sense of humor and its look and all that. And I, I'm not sure how much it costs, but if you do check it out, I would once again just highly recommend playing it in small chunks, doing it a chapter at a time, And I think you'd probably enjoy it a lot more if you did that. Then Project Winter is a online survival game mixed with a deceit game, whatever those are called, hidden traitor things like Among Us and whatnot, where you are in this cold environment. And there are three different modes a basic mode where you just have to complete like two objectives before you can call in a helicopter to rescue you. And then a more advanced one where people have individual roles and specific traits to them. And then the third one might be like season base where it's there for a certain number of weeks or whatever. Not sure. I only dabbled with the basic mode because while I get to the gameplay shortly... This has to have been the most negative experience I've had playing with strangers online in years. It was awful in so many ways, and that's nothing against the game itself. I can't blame the game for that. It just happened to be that my time with it was really bad and negative because of the people I played with. In one instance... A person was either actually masturbating or just making masturbating sounds. And then in multiple games, it sure shit felt like people were working together. And what I mean by that is traders and the survivors. Because the way it works is that depending on the number of players you can have up to eight, there will either be one trader or two traders at max, I I think. And it just was this really unpleasant experience. But then the gameplay is okay the way it works is like a traditional survival game so you go out into the woods you collect resources in order to craft items so that you can repair the whatever station and the communication station so that you can escape and win and while you're doing all this the trader or traders will be setting up traps for you and Collecting these tickets that they can use to destroy certain things and slow things down, so that you have to refix this thing or, or whatnot. And the gameplay itself is fine, but it it's hard for me to really judge the game when my experience with Strangers was so negative. It, it, it's it's hard, and I don't feel like I can give a fair assessment of the game because of that i wish i had people to play with i wish i knew people who were playing it i believe this is on game pass for both pc and xbox but maybe it's just xbox but if you have a group of friends who you play with regularly and you're all on xbox or pc and xbox then i think it is worth checking out and it would probably be fun But if you are playing it by yourself and expecting a good time with strangers, I would say be cautious. Also, you really need to communicate in this game. There are parts of it where you have to all do something in unison or three people have to do something in unison. And if you're not communicating, then it's hard to really set that up because you might not even be able to tell the people that you're with where they need to go in order to actually do the thing. Not that many people are using headsets. And if they are... They're vile, horrible human beings. So it was just a really negative experience that bummed me out. And really just... It sucks. Because I like these kind of games conceptually. And I wanted to really enjoy my time with this game. But it was the absolute worst. I don't know if that is just something indicative of these types of games. Where there are traders and all that. Where people just like being shitty because that's part of the game itself is the potential of being a character who is shitty to everyone else and is trying to pull a fast one on everyone that it just draws in that type of personality or brings that out of people who otherwise would be nice and sweet. So I don't know, but that is that is project winter Xbox and PC. And then there's animal doctor, which I am playing on Xbox and I played about 10 minutes before I got the hell out of there. The problem with that game is, oh, there's so many problems. But the most egregious problem, I don't understand this, and it makes playing it an absolute nightmare. It is 100% the number one reason why I stopped giving it even a chance. It is a first person game. You're a human, okay? You're not an animal who happens to be a doctor. You're not Earbud, the doctor version. You're human. I'm, I'm assuming. Maybe I'm not a human. Who knows? I didn't look into a mirror, but I'm assuming you're a human doctor. And what I don't understand as a design choice, and on top of that, not giving people the ability to change this, is that the controls are inverted. I'm not flying a fucking plane. I'm not a little plane doctor. I'm a human being or an animal being. I am something that does not fly. I know that much at least. My feet are planted to the ground. So why is the camera inverted? And why can I not change that? That seems like the most common setting to have in any game. The ability to change between inverted and non-inverted camera controls. And the fact that you can't blows my mind. It feels so unnatural and I don't like it at all. Then the game itself just feels like, from what I play, it, like it's a bunch of fetch quests. And I'm not actually looking at animals like I was expecting to. But another really bad thing about it is that, at least on Xbox, playing on the Series X, one, load time's really bad. I think they could get up to a minute. And one time it just straight up locked up on me. Maybe it would have loaded up after multiple minutes, but I figured it probably just froze up on me because how could this game take that long to load on the Series Friggin' X. But there's a lot of screen flickering. Where it just sort of flashes white every now and again. And sometimes it's really greets and happening frequently. So if you are someone who suffers from epilepsy, I'm assuming that it would be really bad for you. Uh, I can't speak personally. But that was unpleasant as well. It's just a broken, messy game with... Really weird design choices. The confirm button, which you'd usually expect to be the A button, like in pretty much any game, is I think the LB button, the left shoulder button, which is just weird. just so many weird choices in this game that I don't understand, and it's super frustrating. But whatever. I, I can't do anything about all that. I think what they need to do immediately though is update the game to allow you to get rid of those inverted controls and then fix that flickering because that is really not good but as far as the game design and all that I I don't see them changing any of that and from what little I've played it doesn't seem like it would satisfy someone's desires to be an actual animal doctor. You're in this open world there's a bunch of shit to collect and find in it and it's just like (sighs) I thought this was a game where I'm going to be an animal doctor. And it just doesn't feel like that. Then Die with Glory is this cute, nice little 2D adventure game where you are a Viking who is trying to get a glorious death in order to ascend to Valhalla. And the way it's structured is like a choose-your-own-adventure book. And I kind of dig it. So you are in this bar and you go from section to section to section of the bar. As your path in your story continues and continues until you reach an ending point on whatever path you're following where you meet all these requirements. So you slay this dragon, you get this sword, and then you die a glorious death. And then you ascend, you're super happy to Valhalla. And then you're sent back to the bar and you can go onto a different branching path that may just be one room back or multiple rooms back. And I really liked that structure. I was a huge fan of the Choose Your Own Adventure books as a kid. And I I'm always down for a game that allows you to experiment and go off on different paths and see where the story goes and see how it changes when you make different decisions. And then the game itself plays for the most part like a point and click adventure where you are going through these really small environments, clicking on objects and then using them with different things in the environment and just going about your business that way. It's pretty simple. The story is okay. The writing is fine. But I think it's just fun to go on these different journeys and see how they play out differently, these different stories, and see the way things change as you adjust the outcome ever so slightly. And sometimes they'll change up the gameplay. For example, in one of the sections, you end up writing on this piece of stone or whatever, and it kind of controls like a flappy bird type of thing or whatever, where you press a button and then the thing you're on will raise to the ceiling. You let go. It'll go down to the ground and you're navigating the space, avoiding spikes and flame balls as they're coming at you. And what I really like as an example from that section is that if you die multiple times by the fireball, for example, the game will say, hey, would you like us to turn off the fireballs to make it a little bit easier? And it'll just turn that part of the section off. And it doesn't penalize you for that or make you feel shitty about it. It's just like, what if that wasn't a part of the story? Huh? What would you think of that? And you're like, you know what? You're right. I don't remember there being fireballs. And then you just go about that section and it's a little bit easier for you. So it allows you to get through areas that maybe are being troublesome for you that are maybe becoming frustrating without making you feel shitty for doing so, which is always appreciated in any kind of game that has something like that. It's not nice to have a game shit on you or laugh at you or whatever because you're having trouble with a section or whatnot. But yeah, that is Die With Glory, playing that on Xbox as well. I really, I like it. It's a nice, simple little game. Then Squad Killer is a single screen arcadey action platformer that Looks like it was drawn in someone's notebook. And I don't... I don't I don't know what to make of it, really. I mean, it's it's super simple and basic. Enemies will come in from different parts of the area, every screen. And then you kill them all. And when they're all dead, a door will show up. And you go through the door to go through the next... And you go through the door to go through... The, and you will go through the door to go to the next level. And so on until you reach a boss. And then you rinse and repeat. Levels, 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 boss, blah, 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 blah. It... Doesn't feel good to control. It doesn't look good at all. I really, really don't like looking at it. You can change the colors of the outlines, I guess, of all the characters between four different colors or so. It's like, here's a blue, a red, a green, and maybe one other one. But I really don't like looking at it. And I just, I had absolutely no fun playing it whatsoever. The shooting doesn't feel good. The dashing around, climbing up, jumping, all that doesn't feel good at all. It is just a pretty miserable experience that reminds me somewhat of some game that I played recently that wasn't great, but compared to this was way better. And I can't remember what it is, but it, it is reminding me now of something that I played. Some old like a Games joint, but yeah, Squad Killer is just a big no-no unless you want achievements because that's what it's there for you can get some easy achievements there but outside of that it's just ugh. it was zero fun zero fun not a second of fun did i have with that game then last but not least is c14 dating which is a visual novel where you play as a young woman who goes to I believe it's France because everyone's talking in French. I mean, it's in English so that he can read everything. But they're like, oh, we speak French. We, we, we. And you are there on this school trip to check out this cave and, and dig up fossils or whatever. They might not be fossils. You're just finding artifacts. And it's okay, I guess. It, it is just another visual novel that hasn't grabbed me in any way i I don't think the writing is particularly that great. I haven't been drawn to any of the characters, and then the two main mini games I'm not sure if there are any additional ones aren't to my liking. so the mini games you have which you can turn off right at the beginning and just have a straight visual novel without any interactions though why would you do that? I think the interactions are what make these visual novels more digestible, like giving you a break between all the reading. But you can also, if you keep them on, skip them if you don't want to deal with them at any point. But the first one is where you are digging and trying to find the artifacts and that is set up like a Sudoku board. So it'll have the numbers and all the things and you have your grid and then you have to pick where the holes will be and then where X's nothing would be And then the other minigame is kind of like Blackjack where you are cleaning the artifacts. And how it works is that the artifact will have a specific number, say 25. And then you have five tools, I think, to pick from. And I don't know, maybe it said it was the case or not. But I think the numbers for the tools are randomized. I'm not sure. But when you pick a tool, you'll get the number for that first tool. And then any two you pick after that, you won't get the number four. And what you're trying to do is get within three of the number of the artifact you're currently trying to clean. So if it's 25, you want to get 22 or anywhere between 22 and 25. You don't want to go over because then you'll break it. And if you end up with a number that is more than three away from the number of the object, then you haven't cleaned it enough. And these are your basic mini games, not super exciting but they are something to break up the monotony of reading all this text and this story that isn't that great. But yeah, I just, I didn't care all that much about the characters and the story that was being told. I thought it was on the more generic side. And yeah, yet another visual novel that didn't work for me. But if you are into visual novels, Go ahead and check it out. I think it's 20 bucks and may still be on sale for 16. But yeah, that is it. That is all. Once again, I am Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PXSauces. The site is, of course pixelatedsausage.com where you can find this podcast and attack the backlog both of which are available on podcast services across the globe you can also check out the videos i make over at youtube.com slash pixelated sausage if you haven't already subscribed please do that it really does help it would be wonderful 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 if you did all that and then if you'd like to check out the art i make because i make art and i know what you're thinking oh my god i know i know i know <laughs> But if you'd like to check out the art I'm making, you can go back to the site, pixelatedsausage.com, and if you see something you like, you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com pxs and support us that way. As always, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy this here episode, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Bye, bye.